After dark, 18 and older only, please. And please be advised that some subjects are controversial and explicit language is used. Enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to Diamonds After Dark where the conversations are real, raw, and purely untamed around a little bit too much brown liquor. I am your host, Untamed, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Timeless V. Miss V, how are you doing this evening? I am good. I'm excited, and I'm here. Well, I am glad that you are excited because I am too. I'm excited as far as I am fired up about this topic coming up. But oh, let yeah. me get these particulars out the way so we can get on down to business. And I'm going to apologize ahead of time for anybody who's going to be offended because you might be offended tonight. Uh, <laughs> so, we, Diamonds After Dark, are presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are new, aspiring, or even seasoned author and you need help along your literary journey, head on over to www.untamedpublishing.net on the Books and More store where there is a wide array of services offered for your literary needs. And we are also presented by the Get Caught Up Podcast. Get Caught Up Podcast airs every Wednesday at 1 p.m. and at 9 p.m. At 1 p.m. we offer Writer Wednesday tips and at 9 p.m. we offer author interviews. If you're an author who would like to be interviewed, make sure you hit up the Contact Us link on www.untamedpublishing.net and if you are a reader who just wants to tune in, make sure that you visit anchor.fm forward slash get caught up. Well, you Guys, tonight, we are revisiting something that's not, I I would say old, but it's not old. It's actually not even new. Um, We're going to talk about um, Chad Wheeler and Aaliyah Taylor, the domestic violence incident. Um, If you have not heard of this story, Chad Wheeler is a former um, NFL player for the Seattle Seahawks 
um, he basically um, came home. He's white and his black girlfriend, his girlfriend, uh, Leah Taylor, um, came home and wanted her to bow down to him. When she refused, he brutally attacked her. Um, broke her arm and uh, dislocated her elbow, broke her arm and um, concussed her and choked her until she passed out and she nearly died. Um, And when she woke up and he found out that she was awake, um, he basically came to her and said, oh, you're alive? Like, asked the question, like, I really thought you were dead as he you know and he admittedly said that while she was in the back room passed out which he thought she was dead instead of calling the authorities he went and had dinner and while she was cowering in the bathroom calling his family and hers and having someone to call the police over he made himself a smoothie so our topic for tonight you know we will get into the situation at hand but I also be I want to get into you know um not just that but the NFL's response the whole domestic violence issue um race card is going to come into it and you know and then also the media coverage from it um now here's the time here's my one time I'm gonna go first <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, better go first. I told you that one. She day, got a lot to say one, on this one. <laughs> yeah, I told you one day. The day is that day. <laughs> so, Amen. Uh, I am going to go first. So I don't even know where to start. But first things first. Let me start with the incident. Now, according to. Chad Wheeler, um, he suffers from bipolar disorder. And I want to first be very clear that I do believe in mental health disorders. I do believe that you should have treatment for them. And I do have sympathy for those who struggle with it because I believe a lot of us struggle with it and it's undiagnosed. Mm. Um, So, having said that, I want to get that out of the way because I want to be very clear on that. What I have no empathy or sympathy for is someone knowing that they have a disorder, but admittedly saying that they stopped taking their meds. Because let's set mental health issues aside if you have any other kind of issue if you suffer from diabetes if you have blood pressure um cancer you know what have you whatever your issue might be if you suffer from it and you've been diagnosed and you have a treatment plan if you get off that treatment plan you and your doctor have discussed what the consequences are so you have a solemn responsibility to either stay on that treatment plan or if you get off, take the responsibilities for what happens when you get off of it. So what I get sick and tired of is especially with Caucasians, and I'm just saying how it is, whenever they do something, 
it's either suspected disorder or a known disorder and somehow that negates what they've done. No, it don't negate what you did in this situation, sir. Because you got off your medication. That's number one. You know that when you get off your medication that you can have manic episodes. You claim that's what this was, that you had a manic episode. I'm not here to debate whether you did or you didn't. Not even going there. What I am going to say is I don't have no empathy for you because you have a disorder that you knew about and you decided that you wasn't going to treat and you almost killed this girl. Because what I can say is if you wasn't on this medication when you was at your house with your girlfriend, you wasn't on this medication when you was on that field with your teammates and you didn't damn near cluck one of they motherfucking heads in. But you brought that energy home to her. Now you out there on a the field where you're being aggressive. And if that's not triggering, then I don't know what is. So to me, it seemed very convenient that you could be at practice where you're out there, you're having to show aggression, you're having to practice and put all your all into it with people who are your size. But then you bring your six, seven, 300 pound self home to a five, nine, 140 pound girlfriend and put your aggression out on her. I don't have no sympathy for you, sir. Whatever happens to you by way of punishment, by law or by street law, you deserve. Period. She didn't have to put your hands on that girl like that. Um, and I say that to lead up to this part. I got upset with the NFL because they still have not put out a response. And they want to say, well, it's because he wasn't a known player. I don't give a damn if he was known or unknown. He was in the NFL. He was on the team. He was on the roster. He had playing time because, see, one thing about images that, that, that now, you know, our last call we had with, you know, about social media and all that stuff. So let's talk about social media. Has shown clips of when you was in football games. So it ain't like you was a true bench warmer. You might have been second string, but you got playing time. Um, so my thing is this. They didn't put out a statement, and they have not kicked him out of the NFL. He also put out a statement on Twitter that he since deleted, apologizing for his actions. And then he turned around and went to court and pled not guilty. Okay. Okay. So... What I'm going to say is that I need for the NFL to keep that same energy that they had for Ray Rice, Michael Vick, Adrian Peter, Adrian, thank you, Adrian Peterson, Michael Vick, hell, Ray Carruth. Keep that same energy. Because when they stuff came out, not only was they kicked off the team, they was kicked out of the league. Now, Adrian Peterson was able to come back. He was. Because I don't think I don't, you know, I'm not for sure everything that went on with his. I'm not sure that it was completely found to be not guilty. But Rick Rue couldn't come back because he went to prison as he as he should. Now let, let's not let me let me let me make this clear. What Ray Carruth did, killing his baby mother and almost killing his son, but perma- permanently damaging him for the rest of his life, he deserved to go to prison. He's still being in my opinion. Okay. Ray Rice knocking his girlfriend out in the elevator like he did. He deserved not to be in the league. Absolutely. 
you know, Adrian Peterson, they said he was beat, whooping his kids. Now, he black, so I don't know if it was the actual, you know, beat down or he was just giving them a whooping. Not sure what happened with that, but I'm just saying, if it was a true beat down, then, no, he didn't deserve to take the chance either. But, you know, that's neither here nor there, mm-hmm. and I, I can't really speak on that, but the fact that he had to leave for a while until it got resolved, and, and, and let me not forget, um, hold on, the 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 circus around uh, and, and, uh, Antonio Brown. Yes, another one. You know, it just seems like every time a black athlete gets into some sort of trouble, all we consistently hit, we hear about the announcers on the NFL games are talking about it. All of the TV shows, the NFL themselves, they're talking about, oh, and let's not forget Colin Kaepernick. Oh, please not forget him. Come on now. Please not forget him. But when Big Ben got accused of rape, how many times you heard that being talked about? Actually, when, never. Oh, and see, and see, I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of this because, as you know, my co-host, I'm an avid I'm an avid NFL sports. I was gonna say, fan. like for my listeners, our listeners out there, y'all gotta understand. This girl right here, she don't play about her sports. Now she is a <laughs> hardcore fan of a particular sport or team. However, across the board, now nah, I ain't gonna say it. So across the board, though, <laughs> she's a dar- uh, diehard sports fan. There's a love for the sport in itself. Exactly. I tell anybody, you come to my house on any given day, not any given Sunday, any given day, you will see it on FS1 with sports or ESPN. It is not my sons. It is me. They watch it too, but they know they my sons can come in my room and sit here in front of the television if they wanted to and watch it because mama ain't going to say nothing. I leave it on all day long. I don't have to watch nothing else, <laughs> but I will watch that. So, you know, I know certain things because I am a fanatic of the game, as you said. I'm glad you didn't put me on front street by my team, so I'm gonna have to take take time. I said, thank you. Yeah, see, yeah, see. I left it alone. I left it alone. I appreciate that. See, you know what? This, this is why I love my co-host. It is she. She look. She put that in there so she knows she can calm me down. And I was about to be a loose caboose on this subject, mm. and I still will be. But yeah, that was it. That's all I had, y'all. That's all I had. She ain't done. Because <laughs> trust me, I ain't done. Uh, but you know, I, I, you consistently see the statements, the comments, the news cycles. I'm not gonna get into the media because I'm gonna say that for last. Because I got some choice words on the media about this. But um, you constantly see it. And I'm not saying that they are not deserving of the negative energy that's being put out towards them. Because this, you, you get in this world what you put out. But it's just that on the other side of that, when you have athletes who have committed the same offenses as egregious as these offenses, it's always... Oh, we're sweeping on the rug. The kicker from the Giants, Daniel, whatever his name was, with his wife all them years, was beating on her, and they knew. And it wasn't until she actually just said, forget it, I'm actually going to the police and filing a police report that they tried to do something about it. Then they only wanted to suspend him. And when it blew up, they kicked him out. I'm, I'm just saying. 
it's like it's always a different story or a different way they handle things when it comes to their black athletes versus their white athletes and um it is very disheartening. It is It is very... You can't sit down with Jay-Z and Rock Nation and say that y'all gonna put something together to, you know, come to support the African-American community. And every chance you get to throw an African-American athlete under the bus who's probably suffering from the same disorder that Chad Wheeler is suffering from because they're getting clocked upside the head all the time um, on that field or some type of disorder that you make it out to be that that's just how they are versus this other set of people has a oh yeah 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 now i'm gonna let you say your piece on it i'm gonna pause right there because yeah yeah okay Uh so (laughs) it's gonna be real tonight (laughs) and here here's the thing i completely agree um with everything that you stated and i know a lot of people are like i don't know none of these people well some of our listeners are just like, I don't know, who the hell are these people that, if none of that really clicked for you, think about Aaron Hernandez, okay? Yes, he went to jail. Yes, he wound up killing himself for whatever reason. Of course, the rumor still kept going. But one of the things that they immediately went to, it was like a two-part. It was one of those things. One, they tried to paint him this terrible individual but on the other hand however there was always for every horrible pain they had for him it was a but but he constantly got hit in the head but his mental health had always been declining but so on and so forth so if you don't know any of the other names most definitely Aaron Hernandez was one of those that it amplified how this man didn't get away with just one major crime. Not just one major crime. There was just, if you ain't never seen a documentary, please by all means go look at it. But it's definitely one of those things. And y'all gotta understand, I am a huge fan of the team that he played for. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely one of those things, though. At the end of the day, they still made excuses for that man on both sides of the fence. So it's like, okay, the bigger picture of this is it's crazy that mental health only exists for some. Mm-hmm. You know? And whether or not that's culturally designed that way, which we know there's a, a cultural issue with it. We get that. But then there's also a society issue with that. So when it comes down to things like that, it's like, wow, an individual that, as she said, who's responsible for being on their meds? You acknowledge, and I know several individuals that are that are supposed to be on psychotic medications that mm-hmm. have chosen to not take them. Do they have these episodes? No. Is everybody different? Most definitely. Some people choose not to take them because they don't want to be dependent on these things. However, if you know the effects of you not taking your medication, no, not the possibilities of, well, this could happen if you don't. Not saying that. Talking about if you know the effects of not taking your medication, then you are fully responsible for your actions 
whether you are in a psychosis state or not, because what led up to that action could have been prevented. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you know, on a broader scale, on a broader, broader scale, excuse me, I can't talk shit. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that brown liquor? I swear. <laughs> so, but it's one of those things of, it's crazy the amount of people that have come out to apologize now. And how many people, mm, speaking of domestic violence, let's speak about domestic violence and mental health since those two really kind of tie together. And how just last month, you know, that documentary came out with Britney Spears and that whole, I haven't watched it. Haven't watched it. So I, I can't say the ins and outs of it. But what I do find it amazing is that you have somebody like Justin Timberlake that comes out and apologize. And boom, it's supposed to be okay. You have somebody like, um, what's what's that boy's name? Shia Shia Buck? What is his damn name? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> he comes out. There's this big thing that his girlfriend speaks out. Basically says, I can't do this no more. You can't, you can't keep whooping my ass. Like, yeah. I, I can't keep just going everywhere and I can't look a guy in the eye because you're telling me I can't make eye contact with the opposite sex. And it's a thing of, though, initially he denied. Or no, initially he apologized. His first response was to apologize. And then it was, that's not me. This isn't the first time it's come out regarding um, issues of him being a violent individual. However, again, it's one of those things like why do celebrities get this and not all celebrities, particular ones of the fair skin get these passes of their terrible childhoods or their mental health or anything in that nature. I'm At the end of the day, I don't condone any type of domestic violence at all, whether it's a man hitting a woman or even a woman hitting a man. Because honestly and truly, I, not for nothing, it's one of those keep your hands to yourself because everybody reacts. If you hit me, I'm reacting. Point blank, period. Mm -hmm. I'm reacting. That's the first thing I do. So when you have somebody like these players that it's their job to hit all day. It's one mm-hmm. of those things like, are you really evaluating what you're, and I'm not saying that, you know, it's no excuse for somebody to hit somebody. Not saying that at all. However, I do want everybody to understand that sometimes we really do have to evaluate these players or these relationships just in general, even if they're not a football player, even if they're not a athlete of any kind. Even if in even if in their eyes or in your eyes they're a quote unquote nobody, are we really taking into account of wow, what kind of history do you have? Or wow, what kind of mental health do you have? You know, somebody could easily sit there and say, Oh, I'll never put my hands on you. Okay, well, most people say that they wouldn't do something until they do. Exactly, and so it's one of those yeah. things. What kind of conversations do you have around those things to even say, "Okay, I'm good"? And my thing is this: one of the things that really irks me is that I feel like, and I know, 
he's in a very different situation than a regular Joe Blow. Like you are in a league where they, you are constantly around medical staff. This has to be reported that you're on these medications. Mm. Who in the heck is being responsible for making sure you're taking your medication or doing that type of check-in on you and check up to make sure that, hey, you are on the right track with the things that you have going on within your mind and your body. And because everybody don't have access to doctors like they have access to doctors and team counselors and team physicians and stuff like that. So it's like, it was a failure on everybody's part. In my opinion, um, because where he might have been irresponsible, he had people in place that should have been responsible. Because the same way y'all would sit here and and go and evaluate concussions and shoot up ankles and stuff so they can go out there and continue to perform, you have to be just as responsible and diligent with those players who you know are truly going through mental health disorders. Almost definitely. Keith Ferry's being diligent. And I don't think... I think we've they've proven time and time again that money is definitely a high priority, like that's their star player. Are you really going to make it known that if he gets in, hit in the head one more time, he's likely to go shoot up a mall? No, you're not. Yeah, exactly, yes, and you're not. And but I, I, I say that they all have a hand in it, but none more than him because you have you a grown person, you a grown man. You know what the consequences are. I'm sure that has been taught to you. Um, you knew. So at this point, it's not like you was undiagnosed. So let's just roll with the whole diagnosis. You knew. So knowing that, you have a responsibility to yourself as a grown-ass man to do what you got to do for your own person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And talking about he taking time to step back. No, you you had time to step back. Oh yeah, most now, what you need to do, what you need to do now is face the consequences. You need to go in there and, and, and change that not guilty to guilty because you know darn well you did what you did. Even the police who came there made a statement saying that he was a slight bit belligerent, like he was okay talking to them, but when they were like, hey, we gotta take you in because we're looking at your girlfriend and she beat the hell up. He became belligerent, it took three of them to take him down, and I ain't gonna even get on the fact that if he had been black, how that would've went, but. So please understand that we're not saying that all white people, they're not, you know, this is a black and white issue, we're trying to play this race card. What we're just saying is we know that certain certain people it's disproportionate when it boils down to it that's that's the bottom line it is very disproportionate as to regards to how it's it's handled how it's responded yes we understand that there are if we look up clips you'll find clips of white people getting taken down the same way black people get taken down all sorts of stuff however you can't deny that it's it's just not the same across the board no, it's not. And the fact that he's 300 pounds, hear me clearly, 300 pounds, six foot seven. And it took three police officers to bring him in, just to handcuff him and put him in the car. Can you imagine it being a, a man of a different race? who was 300, six foot seven, 
who is being belligerent and not wanting to be taken into custody. Child, he wouldn't have been taken into custody. Uh, okay, my point. Because we all know what would have happened. Yeah, no, he, he wouldn't have been taken. Non-debatable. And I know a lot of people hate listeners here. Listeners, listeners, before y'all, somebody gets on there talking about some, what about OJ? Before y'all get on there talking about, well, what about OJ Simpson? I understand. He didn't fight the police, first off. Secondly, again, it, it's there's still not an even proportion across the board in regards to money does definitely talk. Well, at any rate, um, OJ probably did the right thing because if he if he have to think of that anybody would give him out to be, he probably did the right thing jumping in that white bronco and riding all over the city and making sure that it was televised because um, what might would have happened when no cameras was airing. Oh, very true. In his, in his regard, but you know, like I said, that's a conversation for a different day. I'm not gonna get into it. We did kind of touch on it, but I mean, because it's valid, it is relevant, you know. And I can't even apologize for that because it's true. Now, if you feel like it's different, then hey, that's on you. I'm telling you, I, I've been black all my life. Um, I, I woke up this way and I in in the people around me who I grew up with they've been black all their life. So I'm speaking from our experience. So, you know, you could tell me how you feel from lenses that are not my color, but until you are able to put on these rose-colored glasses. Mm. Um then you can only talk about how you feel. I'm talking about what I know is facts. Um <laughs> And 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 I and I and I stand on that. Oh, yeah. I stand on the strength of that on, on every ancestor that ever passed. I stand on that. Um, but one thing that I do want to get into, um, I want to get, I want to touch on domestic violence, and I also want to get on the media. But um, Sylvie, mm-hmm. you know. Just in regard to the domestic violence, you know, standpoint, I just, you know, I had have heard some people who actually said, you know, she lived with him. Mm-hmm. You know, does she take some responsibility in what happened to her? Because did she know that he was off the medication? And if she knew, it's like, you know, how could you put your stuff in harm's way? Even if he was having just, if we just put it on having a manic episode. What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, oh, I, I got it. I got it. Let me sum this up because I'll go on a little rant. Fuck y'all. <laughs> period. I can't, period. I can't even fathom. Now, now look, I have grown a lot because I can't sit there and say I haven't been one of those people that question like, now if this motherfucker whooped your ass, why would you go back and do whatever? But I've come to learn that there is a chemical, not necessarily a chemical imbalance and it's not a self-hate and it's not no, oh, you must not have grown up without your daddy present or whatever. Um, but there is definitely, there's something inside a person that causes them to stay. Uh, I call it the fix-it syndrome. That's what I call it. 
because it's a moment that we can fix and we can move past. You just need somebody to stay that you need somebody that's going to prove to you that they're not going to leave you during these hard times. I'm so sorry, ladies. I have a newsflash. We are not responsible for somebody else's anything. We're not, we're not responsible. And Taraji P. Henson put it back. She said, I, she had to learn that she was responsible for her own happiness. That she could not be responsible for somebody else and she couldn't make somebody responsible for hers. And the thing about it is though, should this woman be held accountable? No. Absolutely not. I don't care if it's a thing of, yeah, she she got ass whooped before. Even if it's a thing of, yeah, there was a thing of, like, he pulled me by my arm but I didn't, I, it was never this serious. At the end of the day, you have a grown man that is responsible for his own actions. And this is across the board. This isn't just about him. This is across the board. I don't give a damn if you called him a bitch. If a person chooses, that's their choice, to put their hands on you. And and I know a lot of people are like, well, V, hold on now. She set the tone for what she's willing to accept. Again, that doesn't excuse what he has the ability to and not to do. Okay? That is a thing that I, I think I would probably fight somebody. And I'm a mm. person if y'all didn't know. But I think I would honestly be ready to fight somebody that tried to hold a victim or an individual that suffered a traumatic event accountable for what happened to them. That's like sitting there saying um, you got into a car accident. Well, you got in a car accident because you chose to get in the car. What the fuck? You right. You fucking right. Not, not you right. <laughs> you oh my gosh. Well, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back, I'm going to add on to what you said um, in regards to that, you know, and the entire domestic violence because I, I agree with you and I, I want to make another, I want to add on to your point as well. So when we come back, We'll finish up the domestic violence part and we'll go into the media part and we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome to Kisha Beauty, embracing the power of self-love in conjunction with 50 Shades of Success. While 50 Shades of Success works on the inside, let Kisha Beauty work on the outside, adding a little sparkle, pop and shine. With Kisha lips, pamper your skin with Kisha body, and let's not forget accessories with Kisha girl. Find us on Instagram. My name is Diane Rembert, avid reader, award-winning literary blogger, and the founder of Diamonds Literary World, which can be found on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, and www. Hey everybody, join me, poet and author Kiana Dene, on my podcast, Noteworthy, a poetry podcast for the poets, where you'll hear my original poetry and poetry from other amazing poets as well. 
because I truly believe all poets are worth. Go follow the podcast on Instagram at Noteworthy Poetry, and you'll be the first to know whenever there's a new episode. While you're there, follow me too at Kiana underscore Danae. So tune in today. Hello, 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 and we are back. Welcome back. If you have been tuning in, you have heard all of our fiery commentary, probably me more fiery than me, um, <laughs> in regards to the Chad Wheeler and Aaliyah Taylor domestic violence incident. Um, before the break, uh, V was explaining um, her take on um, people actually demonizing you know victim blaming victim blaming um, Aaliyah Taylor saying you know well if she knew she was on his meds why did she say I'm gonna say it like this what we're not gonna do what we will not do shat not do is give Chad Wheeler an opportunity to skirt off his grievances um Mm -hmm. His attitude, his behaviors behind bipolar disorder and not equate for the fact that if she was in this abusive relationship with him, if he's done this to her before, that she's also suffering from some type of disorder herself. And that could be very well the reason why she stayed in this situation. Because going through domestic violence, any type of abuse is mentally debilitating. Mm-hmm. It causes disorders. It disrupts your your mental health and stability. So, what people will not do is demonize her for saying as if his abuse didn't cause some type of mental instability in her and then give him leeway and empathy and sympathy and credit for saying that he had bipolar disorder when he chose to get off his medication. That's what we're not going to do. So in no way do I feel that she aligned herself in a position to be um, brutalized because first of all, like you said, you are singularly um, responsible for your own actions. Mm -hmm. So, Chad Willer had the benefit of knowing that he had bipolar disorder. He'd been diagnosed and had been being treated. So, if you knew that the results of that is that you will have manic episodes, do you owe yourself the responsibility to take care of your mental health by staying on your meds? If you feel you need to change medication, you have full accessibility to a doctor that you can get to. Same one who gave you the medication. Um to say, hey, this isn't working. I think we need to try something else. What you don't get to do is say you have it and use that as a reason and an excuse around the fact that you was around here whooping her ass. Because you ain't went to practice and whooped nobody ass. I'm not going, I'm not going to let him ride out on that excuse. I will not. I will not sit here and let people say that she set herself up for domestic abuse. I will not. I will not allow it. Not on my watch. Not on air conversation. 
So I'm just going to say, you know, I normally invite people on, you know, to give me a difference of opinion, but I'm just going to tell you that I really don't give a damn. Now, unless you got some hardcore proof on his behalf that will sway me some kind of way. Because Translation, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. I, I'm, I'm tonight. I am firm on my beliefs. I'm taking it all as fact. I do not care whatsoever about what he is going through because this young lady don't even look like the same young lady that he was dating from previous mm-hmm. pictures. Just how bad he beat this girl. Even even with her being healed, she looks like a different person. Okay. Um. Because let me just remind people, her face was bloodied and swollen. She is still having to go through concussion protocols. She has a steel bar in her arm. She is having nightmares. Like, if she wasn't, didn't have a mental disorder, oh, she got one now. Oh, she got PS, uh, PSTD PTSD or whatever. PTSD, I could get it out. PTSD and everything now. She got it all um, from this food. Um, that's what he is. That's what he is. And um, this whole another conversation I won't even get into because it bothers me that he white and she black and he got mad because she wouldn't bow to him. <laughs> that is bothersome to me. Um, for, a whole, for a whole lot of reasons. But I won't even get into that. But what I will say is this. I was highly disappointed in the fact that a lot of um when I first heard the story, hell I didn't even hear it on on um any of the networks first. I heard it on or I read it on the Greek Grigio and um Madam I think it's called Mademoiselle, I wanna say. But anyway, it was black media, black news out. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Print out. Who are reporting because mainstream wouldn't say nothing. I get CNN alerts all the time. I ain't got one yet. I swear about what happened with this young lady, and they talk about everything. Um, you know, ABC. I didn't see it. Now I will say there were certain shows like on ESPN, of course. Um who spoke about it and of course black athletes have truly been speaking out about it and have truly been upset um with the NFL for the lack of response um but seeing I'm not seeing it on CBS they finally did do a special I don't know if they reached out to her or she reached out to them. I want to say she reached out to them, which I feel is sad as hell. I'm a Gail King. Gail King. And I'm saying Gail King because she did the interview. Well, she didn't do the interview. She reported about the interview. Someone else from CBS did the interview. But Gail King, I wish you would have reached out to her. Um, and I will tell you this, CBS did do, you know, interview to allow her to tell her side of the story. But this is what ticked me off with Sister Gail and a lot of black newscasters who have failed to, you know, I'm putting her on the hot seat because right now it was with her team. <laughs> uh, but I'm putting her on the hot seat for another reason. When they discussed, when they did the, you know, news clip um, CBS morning, mm-hmm. 
and she talked about that they were going to do the interview and it was going to air the next day after they played the clip you know she you know of course she queued it up with the intro about what happened and they played the clip of the interview and she they queued it back in so she could you know do the the roundup which is the finisher um sister gail is that whole soliloquy that she was saying not about Aaliyah Taylor but speaking about how Chad Wheelers has put out a statement saying he's stepping away from the NFL and we certainly hope he gets the help to hell with him mm. this was about her that you what you would not do is insert no additional white tears because we don't need them they're giving it to them already this should have wholly and solely been dedicated to her you should have ended that clip with a message about if you are in a domestic relationship, domestic violence relationship, or you feel threatened, here is the number for the domestic violence hotline. I don't want to hear about what he's doing because he didn't do what he was supposed to be doing from the beginning. So he's not going to get no sympathy and empathy from me. I've talked to someone who had a sibling who had bipolar disorder that said, they know what they're doing because her sibling used to get off her meds when she wanted to get her way in act of food. Mm. So this is why another reason why I said I'm gonna stand firm. And I know everybody is different. I get that. I'm, I'm not knocking that that everybody is different. But what I know, what I do know that everybody do got the same is responsibility and accountability when you grow up. Oh yeah. And that's what he should have had. And I, and and I just it pissed me off to see Gail King, black woman, sit up here with this news back, this opportunity to make this solely about the trauma that Aaliyah Taylor suffered by the hands of Chad Willis, and and turn this back on and end it on. We certainly hope he gets the help he deserves. No, I hope he get the damn jail time he deserves. That's what he deserves. Damn, and I'm going to let you have a piece. <laughs> I'm just riding right now, Jesus. I'm just riding. I'm just, just, okay. She said, I'm just riding. I'm riding right now. I really am. You know, I, you know, I don't know how many advocates Sister Aaliyah Taylor got, but she got one in me. You got one in me. Because what I ain't going to do. I, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna sit up here and take my time. I'm gonna apply this pressure on his neck the way they should have been doing. Cause he out on bond. And she asked the judge not to release him. Um, the media wanna cater to his his bipolar disorder. I don't give a damn. What about her PTSD disorder and all these other disorders that she about to have to fight with now because of what he did. I'm gonna apply the pressure. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. You gotta advocate me. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen is either A, it's going to be a thing up. She started it first. You know, that angry black woman syndrome. That's one. That's one. For me, it'll be a thing of she knew and she willingly chose to continue to put herself in that position. Even though she had ample opportunities to leave. They had an agreement. It was always like this. Whatever the case may be. Oh yeah, he working on it. Oh yeah, most definitely. 
don't be surprised if she get there's images of her that come out that ain't appropriate or that ain't the best you know because one of the things that they're gonna do is again well how did ti put it it's not necessarily proven that you're not that you don't need to prove that you're not guilty but they just gotta prove why you are so in this case, and I might have really fucked up that quote, but in this case, no, you actually said it right. You said in it right. in this case, it'll definitely be one of thing the things of they're not going to deny that he did it, but that's not what they're going to be focused on. Of course not. They're just not going to outright come out and say he didn't do this. They're going to acknowledge that it happened and that he just needs help. And see, and, and and that's why she got an advocate in my corner. Cause I'm gonna make I if if we talk about this again, I'm gonna follow it closely. Because I will be right here saying, oh no, but he grown, he's accountable. If he was able to go out there and secure a career doing what he loved to do and be able to maintain himself, then he had full accountability and responsibility over his own personal. Now you did make a very good point with that. Here it is, a man that was at practice, that was getting hit all day, that had the excuse to get upset, to hit somebody, to really get, like, pissed off. And he was able to control it up until, especially when he does this same action day in and day out, not just once a week or something like that. This is literally his job. Exactly. Which is why he ain't. I am all gas pedal, no brake on that neck, and I'm gonna stay on his neck, and I'm gonna continue to point out the fact that he knew what he was doing. I don't care if she stayed. I don't care what they try to spin on it. He knew what he was doing. He beat this girl till she is looked like a totally different person. She is concussed. She has a steel rod in her arm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the one that talks about that part. Because what I'm not gonna do is sit up here and talk about someone who I hope you get the help you deserve. No, sir, you get the jail time you deserve, the prison time that you deserve. You did. Because you had the help that you needed. You had the help that you needed. So you didn't want that. So apparently what you wanted was that two hots in the cot. And I hope they give it to you. So guys, please understand what we're saying. At the end of the day, please take mental health. As she disclaimed at the beginning of this, it's not to go against mental health. I understand that mental health is very real. We're a big advocate for mental health. Please understand on the opposite side of individuals that aren't suffering from mental health to take mental health serious, to understand that while, yes, there's this big thing about pharmaceutical companies and all this other stuff, we get that. We get that that part of things. But understand, take somebody else's mental health very serious. And if somebody tells you or lays it out for you that this is what it is, trust and believe that while you may not see something right off the bat that makes them seem abnormal, encourage them to seek help even if it's not medication wise even if it's just through therapy understand encourage these things but but 
I understand when you yourself have to be protective of you, especially women. We are not fixer uppers. Okay. You guys, as, as women, we have got to stop feeling like it's our responsibility. First of all, we can't afford it. I don't know about nobody else, but I can't afford it. I can't, af- I just can't. I can't afford it financially. At all. <laughs> you know, you're not going to go in here. You're not going to go out there and invest in a rundown house only to find out the plumbing is bad. Not only do you have to gut the whole thing, you damn near have to bulldoze the whole house down. This is no different. Un- and I will add this to, to what you're saying. You know, women are natural nurturers, and that's the part of our problem. We have to learn when nurturing is um, to be given. You know, nurturing is not fixing. Oh, yeah. So we have to learn that when you are a nurturer, nurturing is administering love and care and concern but it is all those things around something that is actively healthy that's growing um, you're meant to love nurture growing. you don't nurture something that's not going to grow how many of you guys water plastic plants so confused as to how this works out exactly I mean, you can't. You cannot, you know. And you can't. You can't bring it unless you got the power to bring back Lazarus. You can't water nothing that's dead. You can't nurture something that's just dead. Because eventually, you're gonna start dying of thirst because you're gonna be depleting depleting yourself of things that you need to to try to replenish something. And some people choose to stay dead. Let them. Uh, right. Right. You know, if they want to stay dead, let them stay dead. You know, stop trying to raise Lazarus. I swear. <laughs> you know, stop trying to raise Lazarus. You know, it, go to something that's going to water you as much as you water it. Um, Because y'all out here mm-hmm. dying of thirst. Mm-hmm. Just dying of thirst because they done drunk all of theirs and now they're drinking all of yours and ain't nobody pouring now most definitely and to add on to that death by domestic violence is very high it's very high it's very real I just watched a very close individual post on Facebook that he lost his granddaughter to domestic violence and it's a thing of nobody understands the magnitude of this. And I know this individual personally, and it's one of those things that again, you can't look at oh, they must have not had good, strong male individuals in their life. It's not always the case. But understand that at some point in time, and I'm talking, if we have some young listeners, I'm definitely talking to you guys. It stops being cute, being picked on, and being hit, being pushed around. That shit was in elementary school when they tried to show you that they liked you without saying These day and ages, don't let somebody kill your ass trying to show they love you. 
and, and that's the whole truth because I'm like you. I have a, you know, and me and you both. And maybe that's why this is raw for me because I have a really good friend, as you know, last year who passed away from domestic violence. Um, well, let me not say passed away. She mm-hmm. was killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was. She was murdered. Um, he murdered her, and then he murdered himself. So this is very raw and it's very real. And like you said, don't let somebody kill you trying to fool they love you. Don't do it. It's just not worth it. So V, you know, this has been a great conversation. Um, like I said at the beginning, I know that my tone was offense, would be offensive. Um, you know, and I'm not apologetic for that. Um, I feel at times, you know, we I try my best to be as politically correct as I am, but when I'm doing brown liquor talks, I also at times have to let go and tell it like my grandmama say, it's T-I-T-S, okay? Really love to have a conversation um, with your grandma. So, yeah, well, now, if you go have a conversation with her now, you're going to be on the other I'm side okay. Uh, but, I'm all right. That's all right. You're right. <laughs> You can't wonder what that conversation. Because, uh, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she's not going to be able to respond back to I, you. I'm sorry. Maybe I got the next best thing. Not- I can talk to you. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> she can definitely talk to you in spirit. But Honestly, I don't even want that conversation. Bless it. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> Trying to figure out. You know what? Let's. All right, let's get off this. Cause, now I'm just yeah. Let's get off of this. They, I know folks are already listening, judging, and I, you know how my conversations can go. So, so yeah, we will. So, you guys, we thank you so much for tuning in. Um, definitely, I want to send major love and support out to Aaliyah Taylor for what she's going through, and just tell you that in my Tupac voice and uh, untamed care. And, and timeless vegan. I swear. Nobody else. Okay. So, <laughs> we go ahead and hit them with how they can hit you up. If they Reach out to me on um, Instagram. That is four. That is the number forever. E V E R. Timeless V. You can also find me on Instagram at Timeless Everything. Of course, please. Our Facebook page, go over there and like it. It's Diamonds After Dark. Also, follow us on Twitter at Diamonds After. And as always, drop us a comment. Hashtag TAD. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know, have you experienced it? What's your story? Let us know if there's something that you guys want to hear. Absolutely. And you guys also want to say... um, that if you are someone who is feeling threatened in a relationship or you are suffering from domestic violence, please make sure that you reach out to the domestic violence hotline for safety. That number is 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. We want you to get to safety and get the help and assistance that you need to get in a better situation. So I just wanted to say that as well. Um, You may reach me. I am Author Untamed on all social media platforms. That is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Clubhouse, and TikTok. 
author untamed um and yeah that's all we have i don't have any special announcements you guys i just want you to be diligent about your safety um if you are in a relationship and if you would like to get out please do so by calling that hotline number and i will repeat it one more time before we get out of here that is 1-800-799-7233 that is all the time we have for you tonight guys um if you would like to donate to the podcast or become an official sponsor make sure that you go to the website at anchor.fm forward slash author dash untamed and click on one of the packages if you would like a commercial slot hit up www.untamedpublishing.net forward slash contact and hit us up and we will send you the information about the commercial slots it has been real. We thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all to all of our sponsors and our supporters and our listeners. I am Thomas B. Diamonds and After Dark. Bye. Good night. A king is a highly respected male ruler of a country who inherits his position and rules in life. Born to rock nations, overcoming any situation. We're young black kings, so I move as such. I break down the cush, you break down the Dutch. Twist the backwood, let's blaze one up. I celebrate life, all we got is us. Matter of fact, we got a whole nation behind us. Four million listeners strong, we straight grinding. OBNY power, I remind you. This August boy NY grinding for the salutation. Standing ovations, clap for me. Bitches blow kisses, youngers click clack for me. Money on my mind, all I see is De Niro. Begin with the years, end it with the euros. Million dollar money, kiss games, let's make it clear though. I'm here for the power and love, 19 0. That's me, yes. We young, black, and powerful. What else? We the new CEOs of the power moves. What else? What CDs else? move the same way the power so moves. What that means? Yeah. So I'ma move a hundred thousand by the hour. Check so yeah. yeah. the streets, got black on the beat. Say uh-huh. what? It's Smiths on the track, make the cipher complete. Yeah. Man, innovators and delegators, we here, baby. Get we only push it. that power, don't know about maybe. Without stars, even try while lie, baby. We the flyers. And skyscrapers respect my life. Radio revolution, audio. Yeah, Ill yeah. bodies of work need to sold out chores yeah. Your girl love you, but she love me more Young heart throb an outlaw like box of call Get him on him like Biggie with the snowboard and semi Got million dollar thoughts, you can keep them pennies keep that Like chain, money man. in the briefcase, Mike in the waistband okay. Diamonds okay. in my district, power queens in my game Yeah, yeah. we CEOs of the power move and them MPs move like the scammers do. Upper echelon, baby, it's for the dawn. Supreme MC, them premiers is lukewarm. You need to take lessons from the master chef. We the only illest, cause that's really love. We three kings, ill beings. So move with caution, we move on our balls, biz. Eardrum love, yeah. Yo, this is eardrum love, yeah. Eardrum love, eardrum love, yeah. Black, I see you, man. Too fly for this. <laughs> Money kid, what up? It's that Andrew Love. Take notice of the power supernovas. Individually, they rule, but together, it's a takeover. One plus one plus one equals three. 
pure perfection, a blessed tremendous. Three plus one gives you four. Say no more. Add one nation, total domination through this honest creation. Spit fire that moves your body and challenges your mind. The power couldn't be more divine unless it was written in the Holy Scrolls by the Omnipotent. But this unity is no coincidence because they walk in a guided land. Supreme is what they reign and they wear their iced out crowns high on their heads, always proud, never better, only better. The hottest around, top notch trendsetters. More than just a hook in a verse, generating power throughout this network universe and always leaving room for the queens to roam through. Built off power and respect, you won't ever forget and can never neglect the kings in the nation of power, ordained for the most high above. Sit back, relax, and let your head nod to the spiritual.